You got the chill. The chill, the chill, the chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. (laughs) There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. Adult film stars Matt Hamilton. If you're doing it, we're going all in. Does this mean we're official, Matt Hamilton? (laughs) We're officially from (laughs) 4 to 6. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. I am... Jim Rutledge, he's Matt Hamilton. We are at Nakoma Country Club celebrating 100 years. Shout out to them. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Like what? Like I said something wrong. No, 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 no. I, was, I mean, I was surprised you knew any history of the Gophers. That's oh, oh, Bougie Matt Hamilton's the only one that can know anything about Nakoma Golf Club. Like, I know I thought things. you had to break 100 to be able to mention the age <laughs> of the course here. <laughs> Jim. There you go. That's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're here with Revive Restoration. They had their golf outing here raising money to fight cystic fibrosis. Shout out to them for uh, raising money to fight that uh, uh, that terrible disease. And uh, we've been talking Packers for most of the day. We just heard from Chris Orr. We have Jason Wilde coming up uh, a little bit later in the show around 530. Kind of want to continue the Badger conversation. Yeah. I want to throw out a secondary Iron Jack Bowl question. Badgers are through the non-conference. How many wins do you think the Badgers are going to get this year? 844-770-3776. After watching the Badgers and their non-conference schedule, how many wins do you think the Badger team gets this year? 844-770-3776. I still feel like they get 10. They got two? Was my prediction 11? Yeah, you had 11. Uh, Now, I'm including bowl game. Okay. So we're including the whole thing. 13 games in total? I believe. No. the bowl game or is it 12? I think it might be... 14. If they, I'm assuming they get to the Big Ten title in this case, too. They lose yeah, that one, though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I feel like they're losing that regardless. So, I got them at 10. I think they can win eight more. I'm not I'm not afraid of Minnesota. No, they can lose these. So, your, your L's, I guess, in your head are probably Ohio State and Iowa? Yeah, and I think they could beat Iowa. But I those are two. Can, but yeah, so say they win Iowa, there's a good chance that they probably take an L where they shouldn't somewhere else. I think yeah. 10's a good number. I still, I'm going to stick with 11, though, because that's what I predicted early. I think they could beat Iowa. They'll probably lose to Ohio State. Uh, and, yeah, I, I had built in another L at some point in the season. I thought it was Iowa. I th- had a win versus Washington State here. Obviously didn't get that, so now we'll just get the win against Iowa, lose Ohio State, and then we have, uh, we have my prediction. So I'm going to stick with uh, the 11. Getting to the show, 844-770-3776. After watching the Badgers in the non-conference, how many wins do you think that they will have this year? Mel Tucker fired, contract terminated. I don't know what the difference is. Over at Michigan State, that matters. One, he was with the Badgers as an assistant a long time ago. But also, Jim Leonard, could he go there? Maybe. I don't wish Michigan State upon Jim Leonard. I had someone tell me, oh, Jim Leonard will go to Michigan State, and then they'll bring in Paul Christ. Good. That means Michigan <laughs> State ain't winning any football games. I'm not worried about that. They're going to not recruit anyone? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not worried. If if, Paul, if if Jim Leonard and Paul Christ are going to Michigan State, I ain't worried. That's actually the if best case scenario. Ju- I'd be worried if it was just Jim Leonard. The yes. fact that he'd be bringing Paul Christ with him would ease my nerves a yes, little bit. Yes, that ain't happening. Jim Leonard might go to Michigan State, but the rest ain't happening. 
Paul Christ ain't coming to Michigan State. He's not walking through that door. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think that is going to be the case. Oh, by the way, Illinois' defense with uh, Jim Leonard as an advisor. That's so great. <laughs> we'll see. FAU, the Owls take on Illinois this week. Let's go you, Owls. I think your Owls are going to do. Illinois stinks, so I like our chances. I, I like know, our Jim. chances. You guys just lost your quarterback for the season, I know. Casey Thompson. I know. I know. But, I mean, he was a transfer in. I think they got a couple other transfer QBs behind him. So, not great. This is why you don't play Clemson. Your players just get beat up and snapped in <laughs> half and get injured. That's what happened to, for FAU. But I'm not worried about Michigan State as, if Jim Leonard went there. But I do want to ask you, 844-770-3776, after watching the Badgers in the non-conference, how many wins do you have Wisconsin at? I still got them sitting at 10. I feel good about 10. I've seen the... Badgers have slow starts to games. I remember specifically talking to Jared Abaderis about it and and even Jay Valai back in the day and some of those guys when I covered the team regularly. And they had some slow starts against some bad teams. And those teams went to either the Rose Bowl or the – I mean, even went to the Champs Bowl. And let's be honest here, 10 wins, the Badgers are back, baby. And so, like, that's the funny thing. I want 10, 9, 10 wins. The Badgers have reset their standard because that's all we ever wanted here forever was 10 wins. If Fickle comes in and wins ten, now the 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 ceiling is. It's I mean, not for capped. a long time, I thought the Badgers like the goal. Out, like I didn't think the Badgers could even make the national championship game. I thought the Rose Bowl was essentially our national yeah. championship. Yeah. So like, it, that's just goes to show that that's what the standard was set at. Not saying anything wrong with that, but like. The, the 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 target wasn't national championship. All right, now we're, it is. We're doing it right now, Matt or not Matt? Uh, Primetime Walshime, give us the music. We're running through this Badger schedule. They got two wins right now. We're running through the schedule. We're playing the schedule game here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I think this Badger team is still going to win ten games. They're still going to get it done. And I want to ask you eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Our secondary iron Jack Pole question. After watching the Badgers in the non-conference, how many wins do you think they get? Are we ready, Matt Hamilton? Yep. I'll go, All right. I'll, get, I'll even give you score predictions. All right. Against Purdue, is that a W or an L? That's a W, and I had this one set up for when you asked Chris Orr. I'm thinking 27-20. All right. They face Rutgers at home. Oh, that's going to be a dub. I think that's going to be closer to a route. Badgers be in the 30s. Let's go 35-17. to 17. Iowa at home. Ooh, Badgers see, at home. That's going to be a battle, and I think it's going to be a little bit more of the defensive side of the ball. Uh, let's go. Let's go. The Badgers win twenty seventeen. All righty. Now you got Illinois. That's a W. It's in Illinois, but Illinois is one and two. They stink. Yeah, they that's stink. a win. Let's go forty two to. Right, we're going we're gonna to skip over 14. Ohio State. They're going to lose by forty two to fourteen to Ohio State. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Indiana at Indiana. That's a W. That's a dub. Northwestern I, dub. Yeah. Nebraska dub. Those are all those three games are double digit wins. So now we're down to Minnesota. So we got that's three, four, five, it's... six, seven, eight, nine. Minnesota gives us ten. That's ten in the regular season, Matt. You gotta get in the dub, because then you gotta get a bowl game win. That gets to their eleven. Yeah, well certainly. I'm definitely calling for the dub over Minnesota, but I'm just I'm nervous because I I've never thought of Minnesota as a team that can compete, but here we are. Two years in a row taking the L to him. Once at home, once away. We're away again. It's not an easy environment to play in. And regardless of how good the goofers are, 
they show up for the game against the Badgers. Even when the Gophers were traditionally horrible and the Badgers were a good football team, they would make it a match. That's going to be a fantastic game. It might be one of the most exciting games the Badgers play this season. 844-770-3776. How many wins do you think the Badgers will have this year, including the postseason? Right now, we got 10-plus and 9-8. to eight. So we still got optimism living up here uh, with the Wisconsin Badgers football team because they're going to get it done. Now it's well. Now it's dropped. In 9%. I'm just hoping they're a second half team when it comes to the entire schedule, as well as how they are during the game. Because if they can pull it together for that Ohio State on stretch, yep. we're in good shape. All right, we're gonna do the level meter next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Controversy here at Rutledge and Hamilton. Ryan Warstein says this is a Matt Hamilton joint. Yeah. Matt Hamilton says, say no. I've never heard this in my life before. That's because you sent in the non remix version of The Joker by, I can't remember who, but it was not a good bump song. Once again, Matt, I had to did find you, an did alternative. Did you seriously just say Steve Miller Band, The Joker, is not a good bump song? It's, Look, a little, it's too chill, man. Oh my gosh, you guys. Some people call me a space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. <laughs> Who calls you Maurice? <laughs> Marijuana! <laughs> come on, Matt. No, Ryan, you come on. This Matt is Hamilton. So pull back the curtain here. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Matt Hamilton is a chill dude. He's rocking a big Lebowski polo today, a golf polo. Look on it. Uh, Matt Hamilton is kind of the dude. <laughs> and that's fine. We all love Matt Hamilton. And you can hear it in his takes. Sometimes he's a little, little, little chill. But, Matt, we cannot, from four to six, people are driving home. You're trying to bring people in with some energy. You can't have, some people call me the space cowboy. Like, you hear it. The pace behind it I know, is but so it was, I was trying slow. to, like, pick songs that put people to sleep. to people. And this one... That one speaks to people. Everybody loves a little Steve Miller. Plus, it's got the Wisconsin tie. Yeah, but it takes a hundred years to get there. I didn't know every song had to like start from the beginning. I thought Ryan could if just you listen jump into to, the chorus. Uh, on Sportsman, like in the morning, they're not coming in with just chill jams. This isn't uh, Delilah. You can't just be calling in asking for slow love songs. Being like, hey, I want to give this shout out to, to Donna, who uh, broke my heart. <laughs> Let's play a little... <laughs> Let's play a little Adele. Come on, man. Goodness gracious. Bring it. Oh, I bring it with my takes. My music can be chill. Look, Matt, they're great songs, but come on. Need a little more energy. We need a little more love in our lives. He's trying to get us to uh, the love of meter. (laughs) Just trying to usher you guys in the right direction here. All right. He's falling into like-like right now. Let's Let's get to the love of meter. The Green Bay Packers select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Where is the love? Where is the love? 
It's time to check the Jordan Level Meter. It is time to check, check the Jordan Love Meter. And Ryan Wollersheim, Primetime Wollersheim, live at the Everlight Solar Studio. What are our rankings for the Level Meter? So, guys, we did actually find the graphic this time around. I'll be posting it shortly on Rutledge and Hamilton. But we found that the correct rankings are. Oh, excuse me. Alex right. Strofe gave me the wrong photo, and I had to actually correct it in the moments before the show. So it's fixed now, but I wow. changed it. You're so impressive. I know. Look at me. I, I, Alex wouldn't have done it, so I appreciate you doing it. Exactly. I put in the effort. But Jordan Love is putting in the effort, and his rankings right now are keeping it casual, like-like, in love, or committed. Now, in love should actually be the highest ranking, four out of four, Committed yes. being the third highest, then like like, then just keeping it casual. All right, I I stay out of this. You two are the Packer fans. That's true. Where do you have your love meter at? So last week, Ryan, I had him at committed. The guy looked solid. Now last week, basically, that was overreaction Monday. That was before I wanted to touch on the fact that the Bears' defensive line and offensive line were so bad that it actually made Jordan Love look better because of it. Now, the Bears just made uh, Baker Mayfield look really good, too. Yeah, it was the cleanest pocket the NFL has seen in two years. Uh, Bears versus Packers, Jordan Love had that opportunity at a clean pocket. He was committed with me. I'm going to move back to like-like. I thought he was fine. There's three quarters of pretty decent football, two quarters of decent football, one quarter of good football, and then one quarter where he looked like he didn't know his elbow from an elbow noodle of macaroni. The guy looked clueless out there. I did not love what I saw. I was not ready to stay committed to Mr. Jordan Love. He's, I'm back to like-like. I have confidence in this cat, but he's, he's going to have to earn his way back into my household. He's going to have to earn his key back if he wants to sleep in the Matt Hamilton bed where I'm eating crackers in bed. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. <laughs> so where, where's your head at, Mr. Wollersheim? Part-time Wollersheim? Part-time Wollersheim here. <laughs> well, Jordan Love did have a great part-time performance in the game. I do agree with you. His fourth quarter was very uninspiring. But ahead of that, he did have that one throw on the sidelines to Romeo Dobbs. A perfect, perfect tiptoe pass right on the sidelines. And the commentators even said it on the game, you know what he looked like? He looked like Aaron Rodgers, guys. Damn hot. It was a damn hot pass. And I got to be honest, <laughs> he may have struggled in the fourth quarter, but what I've seen, the seven quarters leading up to that, zero turnovers, six touchdowns, I'm still fully bought in on him. Honestly, I'm past committed. I think I'm in love, guys. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> game dude, right? You are a sucker. <laughs> He's 24. He's show reminding me of my old flame, guys. I can't I can't help it. I just can't help it. Bit, show you a little bit of arm and you're in love. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, hey. right? Hey, just a little bit of skin. That's all I need. A little skin in the game. He is. If you were going to apply an emoji to Ryan Wollersheim, he's full on eggplant, this guy. like, <laughs> Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Matt Hamilton's like a shoulder shrug. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that's if you're going to apply, you know, at 844-770-3776, you can chime in where you are with Jordan Love, or you can chime in with an emoji. What are your yeah, feelings? that's uh, what I want. I just Jordan want an Love, emoji. An emoji. Mine would be a shoulder shrug. I don't know. And we get a cup, six touchdowns on interceptions, and that's really good. But, like, I, I mean, 
That's far away from being committed. Uh, committing to that will get you in trouble. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to be. I would take your time, Ryan. Protect yeah, your heart Ryan, a you get courted a little bit. You know, yeah. let him take him take you out. For Make a it work for it. First. Look, guys, I'm known to kind of rush headlong in. Sometimes it happens. It's bit me in the past. Won't buy the producer. So does if that you mean get the hotkeys for free? Does that mean we're committed? Because. You're at uh, you're at in love, and I'm all back in Lake Lake. And if we middle it, average it, we're committed. I think that's representative of where the fan base is. Yeah, okay. everyone's pretty uh, committed. Everyone feels good, but nobody is like absolutely in so love. So are you gonna fire it out there on a poll? Say, hey, we're at committed right now. Where are you guys at? Yeah, I, think uh, so. I will. I will be posting it shortly, guys. Yeah. A third Iron Shock poll question. Ryan Wolfshine, basically Matt Hamilton, is ready to just put a ring on it. Sounds like it. Ryan, if you're ready to put a ring on it for Jordan Love, go to Chalmers Jewelers. And whether it's their Middleton location, which we'll be at on the 28th, Matt, you and I are going to play the newlywed game uh, at Chalmers Jewelers on the 28th on social media. I Uh, love games. You're a gamer. (laughs) And uh, you also go to the one near our our Spark Building downtown, the downtown location of Chalmers Jewelers. Both locations are fantastic. If you're ready to put a ring on it, if you're ready to get a push gift, if you're ready to get a gift, treat yourself. Got some amazing watches I was, there. I treated myself. Yes, not you've, long ago you've treated me. yourself there. I've treated myself there. I got an amazing ball watch from over there. They got uh, used Rolexes. They got um, customized jewelry, so you can get yourself out of the doghouse. Yeah. Uh, you can then, or you can put yourself in the penthouse and get an amazing engagement ring over at Chalmers Jeweler. Even fix jewelry up. They and they can up fix up jewelry too. Yes, my uh, mother-in-law. Well, and you know what? You tell me that story, and I'll tell you this. I've heard. One thing you can do there is sometimes people take old jewelry, like sometimes maybe it's not their style, mm-hmm. and they inherit the jewelry, but it's important to them. They'll take that jewelry, and they can melt it down and then make you one piece of jewelry right. that fits your style. You can take all the stones you like from it. Yep. You can use all the gold and repurpose it yep. or whatever precious metal may happen to be handed to you. Yep. Yeah, it's a really neat concept. And then what I really like about Charmers is they'll – do it in CAD, which is like a, a a computer program where they can show you the 3D mock-up. Yep. And then they actually print it, like a 3D print. So you can actually try it on and have a 3D printed version of your ring before they actually get into the the molding process and all the actual making of the ring. But if you're a visual person like I am, Chalmers is where you got to go if you're going to design some jewelry because you can actually see how it's going to look on your hand before it even gets started. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Jason will be. I'm not in a mood for drama with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. We are thrilled to be joined by Jason Wildey. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you. We're live at Nakoma Golf Club here in Madison. We were out here for the Revive Restoration Golf Outing to fight cystic fibrosis. Uh, shout out to the Revive team for raising money. To fight that terrible disease, and uh, we were golf ball cannon out here. They did always fun. Two hundred and seventy-five yards. Is that what you call yourself now, Matt Hamilton? Golf ball shooter. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred seventy-five no. pound golf ball shooter. <laughs> That's <laughs> Matt <me>. Hamilton. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> You'd be a little overweight for the for the curling team there, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Maybe Jason Wildy, you are fresh off of hearing Coach Lafleur speak. Uh, I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, what uh, what came of the uh, the press conference with Coach LaFleur? 
Not a lot of answers about David Bakhtiari. That's for darn yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, Were you hopeful? I, I, he doesn't. Well, uh, we had we had a plan. Uh, I I feel like um, the Joker in The Dark Knight. You were a schemer. You had plans, uh, and then they were foiled. Uh, so, Zamovsky asked the first question, and then I was going to come in with a second question, and then we we're going to see how we could get a third question in before he shut it down, and we were uh, unsuccessful. So, Rob asked um, if Bakhtiari not playing was related to the game being on turf. And Lafleur said he did have some swelling, but it was not a very convincing answer. So I just put it out there. I just said, Matt, are you saying that if the game would have been played at Lambeau Field on grass, they would have played or not? And he said, well, he did have some swelling, so I would assume not. But, again, not very convincing. And so and that was it. He's like, then somebody else started to ask a question. He just shut him down. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And to me, the next question, which was not me trying to ask it because I wasn't quick enough, but I wanted to get to it, was Rasheed Walker, who did start at left tackle for the Packers on Sunday in Atlanta, told us today that David Bakhtiari told him that he was not playing Saturday and that Rasheed had to be ready to start. So Bakhtiari, this is a little bit like uh, Ferris Bueller. My best friend's cousin's girlfriend's brother's sister saw (laughs) Ferris pass out of 31 flavors last night. So if Bakhtiari told Rasheed Walker that on Saturday that he was not going to play, then when did Matt LaFleur find out from David Bakhtiari that he wasn't going to play? Did he find out on Saturday? Did he find out? On Sunday, did he have no idea until they had to put together the inactives? And David said, I can't go. Uh, was it Professor Plum in the conservatory with the rope? <laughs> was it Colonel Mustard in the study? Like, I still don't have the answers I want, and maybe that's by their design. But, you know, I feel like honesty still is the best policy. And if if you went into this saying, look, David's knee is never going to be the same. And so what we have decided to do is to play him on grass surfaces and plan to play somebody else when they, when we play on turf. And apparently I was wrong. And I apologize to our state journal readers because I didn't realize this was possible, but the Carolina Panthers went from grass to turf. At their stadium. So the Packers have four games left on turf. (laughs) At Detroit, at the Giants, at Minnesota, and at Carolina. So I I find myself asking if if the Packers just flat out came out and said, look, this is jacked up. We're going to take as many games from him as we can. And we're not going to play him in turf games. We're going to play somebody else. I wonder how fans and how players on the team – would accept that, and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I feel like that you could definitely start off a little animosity there amongst the team, or yeah, I think yeah. that's a dicey game to be to to be telling everybody like, yeah, this guy who's been on the team for a while doesn't have to play on turf, 
and he doesn't he doesn't have to practice right. the usual practice. We only take the Corvette out on Sundays, so let's not worry. Rashawn about Gary game. played. Rashawn Gary played. He's a lot more recently injured his knee, and he doesn't have a long term contract uh, done. He's, He's planning on the one year. Yeah. So you know, I I don't know, but Matt, as you qualify for the Olympics, I think you should just say, look, Schuster or whoever. <laughs> I'm only gonna I'm only gonna participate on clear ice if the ice is not clear to the from top to bottom and it's it's murky white. I'm not I'm not I'm not sweeping. I'm not throwing the stone. I'm just sitting out. See how that goes over. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, we'll see how my fans like that uh, take too. I'm sure it'll go over really well. You know, Jason, with this the grass thing. Um, and I, I swear I saw an ad, too, that Dave Bakhtiari is also promoting a, a grass seed company. So, like, it seems a little dubious. But, like, is, is he outsourced in, in out like outlandish or, like, out of the step with the rest of the players and his burning hatred for turf? Or is it everyone adding David Bakhtiari 11 right now? Because he just seems like he just hates anything that's not natural grass. I don't think anybody's uh, quite at the level he's at, but I think – they are largely unanimous that um, they would like grass fields. Uh, now, whether or not they are as militant as David Bakhtiari is is another question entirely, and I would say no. But, look, here for me, and, and I will commend David on this, he has found the talking point, in my opinion, that is supremely convincing, and that is comparing it soccer now look i i enjoy soccer uh i'm more of a u12 u13 girls soccer fan because of sydney's team i don't do a lot of uh you know arsenal or manchester united uh i do like bayern munich but i'm not mr european soccer but the fact that three things one the Green Bay Packers went to London last year and played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Tottenham Hotspur took their grass field out so the NFL players wouldn't ruin it for their soccer team and put in an artificial turf field for that game. That's point number one. That would piss me off. Point number two, the field on which Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles was MetLife Stadium, which was artificial turf. But for a July 22nd friendly between Arsenal, and I probably need to look this up or maybe Wooly can, whichever Manchester team was there, United or City, I'm not sure which. But whoever it was, they took the turf out of MetLife Stadium and grass in for a friendly for a and then have the Jets and Giants playing on turf. That's point two. And point three, as David keeps pointing out, the U.S. is hosting the 2026 World Cup, and a host of NFL franchises, stadiums, are hosting games, and they are artificial turf fields that are being removed for grass fields for the World Cup. If it's important enough to do for soccer, then it should be important enough for the primary inhabitants of those stadiums to play their games on grass. 
And the fact that they don't, and it's because they want to be able to have Taylor Swift and Bruce Springsteen and Ed Sheeran playing at uh, MetLife Stadium, that's, they, they have a very legitimate argument on that. And I, I don't have any problem with them that. But my problem is, if I am a player and my franchise left tackle is picking and choosing which games he's playing in and which games he's not playing in based on the surface on which they are being played, um, I'm not sure that I'm on board with that if I'm his teammate. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be on board with that either. Jason, we asked um, a poll question today about who is to blame the most for the Packers blowing the 24-12 to fourth quarter lead against the Falcons. We had the offense, defense, LaFleur slash coaches, and then missing players. I'm a little flabbergasted by the results that we have so far, but I'd like to hear what your take on it is. Well, tell me what the results are so far. So right now in the lead, it's defense at 51%. LaFleur slash coaches at 30%. You have missing players at 12%. And only 7% of our listeners are blaming the offense, which I think is And you are flabbergasted because? I think it's the offense. That's my number one reason the Packers did not win that game. And I just think... Because the Packers doing so – and now, mind you, we said who's to blame uh, most for blowing the 24-12 to 12 fourth quarter lead. So fourth quarter. The Packers were pretty good in quarter one, pretty good in quarter two, really good in quarter three, pedestrian at best in quarter four. Six passes, zero completions, no first downs. That team never – their defense was on the field for the entire – fourth quarter and I don't think you can blame the defense when your offense can't give your defense a breather. Basically all they need to do Jason was get one first down and that game's over. Potentially yeah. That, yeah. That, I don't know so I'm just curious where uh, your head's at. Uh, first of all I didn't realize you and Joe Barry were related so it's <laughs> nice that you're standing up for your uncle. Uh, secondly. <laughs> uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Uh, secondly um, that's not uh, pedestrian that's god awful. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> that offer, right? I mean, it's pedestrian. That was polite of you. But, I said, and, like, and, you know, Matt, Cal- sometimes is like a kid. I said that word like three times during the show today, and Matt was just trying it out. So Yeah, I was just he, trying yeah. it on, see how it fit. It doesn't right. really yeah. – didn't jive. Didn't jive didn't, with my didn't vibe. Didn't fit there. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Context, Matt. Um, it's all right. Yeah. That's fine. I, 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 I appreciate you expanding your vocabulary, even if you don't use the word correctly. Um, <laughs> I, look. Not and, and, and I have been uh, very honest about Jordan Love is, has been better than after two games than I anticipated him being. Uh, I feel like he has uh, advanced more quickly than I anticipated him doing so. I, I still think that there are more growing pains to be had. But the way he has looked through the first two games has been the way I expected him to look around midseason. I expected him to have thrown a pick by now. I expected him to have some uh, not-so-pretty possessions. And through seven quarters of the season, he had not really had anything remotely resembling that. And so I think he deserves a ton of credit. But that fourth quarter was abysmal. I mean, not only uh, on the first drive of the fourth quarter does it end in a punt, and that was a good thing because what it could have ended in was an interception because he hit that uh, that 
uh, defensive back right in the chops with that pass for Malik Heath. Like oh, yeah. that should have been an that interception. Picked, okay. Yeah. So there's that there's that throw. So he's 0 for two on that possession and they punt. The next one, and I know people are killing the floor for it, but they go three straight runs with AJ Dillon. Five yards, pretty good. Four yards, still pretty good. Third and one, gotta get it. Trips and falls. Doesn't get it. <laughs> Wasn't well blocked either. But I think if he keeps his feet, even despite Royce Newman blocking the same amount of people on that play as you two did, which is none. <laughs> uh, I think he, I think he might. And and Royce played pretty well. I want to be fair to Royce. I was just going for the joke there, but <laughs> filling in for Elton Jenkins, I didn't think he played poorly. Um, but if if AJ keeps his feet, boom, first down. So that's another series that fails because then on fourth down we have the quarterback sneak that wasn't. Where oh, no, the it call was so is, sneaky, it fooled the center. <laughs> uh, it, and and look, uh, these are what this is why asking games, asking questions after the game is important, and getting clarity is important. Because you know, I think there were people that thought, well, they were just trying to draw them offside. No, siree. The <laughs> that was supposed to be a Jordan Love sees what the defense looks like, decides whether or not he believes he can get the first down on a sneak. He says a code word. And Josh Myers snaps him the ball, and he dives forward to get the first down. And that code word causes, A, the ball to be snapped, and B, for the lineman to block. And according to Jordan Love, he said the wrong word. Now, <laughs> the I'm not sure how that happens. Don't snap it. <laughs> Oops. It's like the y- he said the Wi-Fi password or something right. instead. Yeah. Uh, hashtag, go Petco. Um <laughs> But whatever the code word was, either they didn't hear it or he didn't say the right one. Again, lack of clarity exactly. He says he said the wrong thing. <laughs> whatever it is, he goes to he goes to, to do a quarterback sneak and the ball never gets snapped to him. So he dives without the ball, right? So then it's a penalty, false start, they have to punt. Can we then find the final out drive? <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I, – I, I did not I, – I got to talk to Jordan very briefly as he was walking out today. I did not get to ask him that question. Yeah, I so want then to the know final what his, quote, his safe word is with his center. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's more uh, that's a little deeper into his uh, personal life than I'm willing to go. But then the final drive, right? Like, oh my God, how badly! And I understand he's at a different point in his career than Rodgers was uh, last season. But we would be roasting Aaron Rodgers for going 0 for four uh, without completing a single pass with a chance basically drive 40 yards and set his kicker up for a game-winning field goal, right? Yes. Like, it, 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 you're, you're still a fourth-year player. You're still an NFL quarterback. You would like to at least get one completion. Maybe well, – I'm not saying that you're – go ahead, Jimmy. Well, Jason, that's what I, I that's what I've kind of led with today is that you know how a coach will tell you – and this is not the Packers coaches feeling this about Jordan Love, but this is how Packers fans seem to be holding uh, Jordan Love. They're in that honeymoon phase, but it's like this idea of like, hey, when I truly care about you, I will criticize you when you do bad. And I don't see any Packer fans being like, hey, man, Love's got to you know, be on the same page as Reed and get one first down in the fourth quarter and not airmail two throws and go 0 for 4 and not gain an inch, gain as many yards as Aaron Rodgers would have gained with a bum Achilles out there. Like <laughs> – you got to do more than that. It's okay to say that without saying Aaron Rod- that without saying Jordan Love is bad. You can say that was bad of Jordan Love, 
and also say right. Jordan Love's got a bright future, but nobody is willing to say it because I don't think people have real expectations for him because otherwise yeah, they're not holding him accountable. The, right, and then I'm the jerk who says that, right? Like, Tosh and I got into it pretty good last night and then again on the show today because uh, I can say that he's been very good and not say that he was awesome. You can't say he was awesome when you go over for 6 in the fourth quarter. Like, you just – you can't and, – and, and, and this is not – I'm not saying this to Tausch. I would say this to all Packers fans. Like, the way you phrased it is actually quite good, Jim. Like, you know, if you can, you can be supportive of him and root for him and believe in him and think he's better than you anticipated him being at this point and all those good things and also be honest in your assessment that that wasn't good enough. Like, this idea that he needs to be treated with kid gloves and we shouldn't criticize him and we should just chalk up whatever failures he has to the growing pains of youth, I, I think that disrespects him because he wasn't satisfied. He wasn't walking off the field shrugging his shoulders going, well, that was a good lesson for me. I failed <laughs> in the fourth quarter, but, hey, I, at least I'll grow from it. Um, he was pissed. And, and that you should feel good about as a Packers fan, that he's not looking at it going, that's oh, okay that I failed. Like, it's okay that I didn't complete a fourth-quarter pass because I'm learning and I'm improving and this is about growth and development and, and learning. And, and Like, any guy worth his salt is not going to be that way, and I think Jordan Love is worth his salt. I, I don't think he thought that was acceptable in any way. I think he was pissed. And so for us to then coddle him with this, no, no, you're still awesome, no, no, you're still really good. Like, you know, one of the things that I love, uh, you know, I got two amazing kids. I'm really lucky. Now, I don't know enough about ballet to be able to break down Maddie's pirouettes, but I know enough about soccer and basketball when Sid doesn't play well. And when Sid gets in the car and says, I played like garbage, I respect the hell out of her for that. Because I don't want to be the dad that I say, no, no, you did your best. Like, if she, can, if she is self-aware enough, then that's even better. Right, and then we can have a real conversation about how she performed in seventh grade volleyball or or seventh grade soccer. And so, for us to be treating Jordan Love differently and saying, "Well, it's okay that you didn't play well," you know, you're just learning. No, I don't think Jordan wants that. <laughs> Go get your juice, man. And I and, and I, I firmly believe that. Uh, Jason, uh, we happily went way over time with you. Thank you so much for uh, the time today. Thanks, Jason. All right, fellas, take care. Be good. That is Jason Wilde. Miss any of that? Listen back. Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. That's brought to you by Revive Restoration, RevivePros.com. If you have damage to your work or home, we'll probably throw a stone next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 this no, is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro no, Kia of Madison, no, 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 Madison's no, trusted Kia yes. dealership. All right, guys, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. And we'll have to rush a little bit here through throwing stones at the end of the show today. But I've got questions from around the sports and internet world. I bring them here to Jim and Matt looking to see what their answers are. 
I'll score those answers throughout, and at the end, I'll crown my winner of Darn Stone. So, guys, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but the U.S. military currently asking the public for help to find a missing $80 million fighter jet down in South Carolina. Apparently, there were two pilots running some tests down in Charleston area. There was a mishap that prompted one of the pilots to eject safely, but his fighter jet is still circling, and they have not been able to find it while it's on autopilot. So, I ask you guys, Apparently, it's costing about $2.5 million per day to be letting this fighter jet circle like it is right now. So I ask you guys, what is a bigger waste of money, losing an $80 million fighter jet or paying a all-pro left tackle $23 million a season for him not to play every game? Jim, I'll start with you. Ah, uh, man. I guess I'll go with uh, the fighter jet. <laughs> but it's close. Yeah. Bakhtiari, he is doing his best to pull an Aaron Rodgers and unendear himself to the fans on his way out the door. Because remember earlier this year, he talked about the team in a us and them, sort of like, or those guys and me. And it was like, they're rebuilding, they're doing this. And he's been kind of standoffish. He's been kind of still on the Rodgers side of things. No, look, he's, gonna, he's a professional football player. He's going to go out there and play football and protect Jordan Love's backside. But he does not feel like he is like, I'm green and gold. And this knee thing is another example of David Bakhtiari's looking out for David Bakhtiari more than the Packers right now, which is fine, but it's not going to endear yourself to the fans. Yeah, the, the, the bigger waste of money is clearly with this jet, but uh, David Bakhtiari, I mean, not as big a waste as the money as the Jets paid for Aaron Rodgers. The Jet oh. is the big problem right now. But uh, David Bakhtiari, you know, he's doing what he can. I... The worst thing would be sending him out there into a game, watching him injure himself or re-aggravate this injury so he doesn't play the rest of the season. At least I know going into it, this guy's on a pitch count. This guy's not playing on artificial turf. At least I know going into it. No pilots going out there, hey, I'm going to get up to 40,000 feet and then eject and leave this plane circling. I don't like the, I don't like this artificial air up here. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> out. Exactly. Well, we also know we got to get out, but Matt Hamilton... You get that win. <laughs> Bringing in the, the Aaron not a bigger waste than the Jet. I mean, come on. Oh, it's too easy today, Jimmy. Undefeated week. Let's go. Well, no. Yeah. People I'm not going to lose the rest of the week. You got to take the L's of your true. other. Your subs will get for you. Oh, Chris, you that ain't, you ain't going to beat Chris or. That goes you on your ledger. Tomorrow. All right. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. Thanks to Revive Restoration and Nakoma for having us out. Something's up next. I don't know what's next. <laughs> we'll see ya.